You are listening to the Supermom is Getting Tired podcast. I'm your host, Tori Henderson, and this is episode 93. All links and show notes can be found by going to lifecoachingforparents.com slash 93. Welcome to the Supermom is Getting Tired podcast. This show is designed for moms who invest everything into parenting, but get overwhelmed, lost, and resentful. Listen and learn how to unburden yourself, feel calm, full of energy, and in control. I'm your host, Master Certified Life Coach, Teacher, and Recovering Supermom, Tori Henderson. Hello, Supermoms. How are you during these dark and dreary February days of winter? At least here in this hemisphere. It's pretty cold in lots of parts of our country. And I just want to remind you to keep tabs on your friends. We all need to look out for each other and our mental and emotional health during this dark and COVID-y year. And so nobody else can really help you. You know, mental health is one of these things you've got to kind of figure it out for yourself and what works for you. And so maybe just reminding your friends like, hey, there's this thing called life coaching and it'll really help. And it helps you feel like yourself again. And you get to, you know, feel alive again and you get to feel like you're on top of your game. And it's such a good feeling. It's so worthwhile. So keep tabs on your friends. If you feel like now is a good time for you to have a life coach in your corner, helping you through this month, uh, please reach out to me, go to lifecoachingforparents.com slash work with me, and you can sign up for a free coaching call. Today, we're going to talk about how to set boundaries and follow through with consequences, because when we can do this well, it does make our jobs easier as mamas. It was so such weird timing that this popped up in my inbox because... I just decided my next class that I'm going to put together is going to be about setting boundaries and sticking through with consequences. So it was just perfect timing. So great topic. I know for sure that the reason I have not cried yet in February is because of all the fabulous mamas in my Time for the Talk sex education class. Because the parents signed up with their kids, I feel alive. I feel like I get to be me. I get to teach the subjects that I love so much. And I'm super grateful. January, I did the vision board workshop, which was awesome. High as a kite after that event. So I want to keep the ball rolling because I like being, I prefer to be happy instead of being sad and crying and lonely. So I'm going to keep going and I'm going to create a really fun class on setting boundaries. So if you are struggling with that, that would be, it would be a great topic to uh, bring to your free discovery coaching call. But let's hear what Andrea has to say here. She says, I have three girls, 15, 13, and 11. So she's on the upper end. And I think that does change it. You know, when kids are younger and we're setting boundaries, usually they are safety-based, right? With your toddler, it's like, don't touch the hot stove. Don't run in the sink. Don't stick your wet finger in the socket. And so it's very easy to stick with those consequences or boundaries or whatever to hold up with things that are safety related. 
when they get into 15, 13, and 11, they usually know how to stay safe. So let's see what she has to say. Three girls. I keep going around and around with consequences because I feel like they're repeating actions that are not appropriate and are infuriating the family and disrupting our family unit. I've always used natural consequences, but as they're getting older, those only apply sometimes. My 15-year-old has a boyfriend that comes over and hangs out with our family. My two younger girls find it very funny to bring up her past love interest in front of him and embarrass her. I don't think they're doing it to be malicious. They just want to engage in the conversation and they think it's funny. They all have chores around the house, but on the third time they're being asked and it's not getting done. I think we need to have a consequence. Please help. Socializing is really important to them, especially the 11-year-old who is now, after five years of friendship struggles, forming good friendships. I don't want to take that away. Or do I? Question marks. Uh, What else do you take away? Do you take away the phone for a week? Three days? Two days? Do you give extra chores? Do they go take a time out in their room? I need something that's going to make an impact. Something that I can hold on to and have 100% conviction. Just looking for some ideas and ways to structure this. Thank you for all that you have offered. You're amazing and practical. All right. Thank you, Andrea. I always like being practical. (laughs) Um, That is something I really value. So today's parent education answer, how to set boundaries and follow through with consequences. Okay, so this is the textbook answer. The first step you've already taken which is to identify the areas where you feel uncomfortable. When you see your kids acting in a way that is a violation of your personal values, it's much easier to feel convicted. I'll be honest, Andrea, if a part of you thinks their jokes are funny, (laughs) then it's going to be really hard to uh, be convicted around their consequence, right? And you also need to watch out for setting a consequence because like people say I should, or everyone will think I'm a bad mom if I let my kid play this video game or whatever. So when it's society says I should be convicted around that, that will never stick. But if it's your own personal values that are being violated, it's easier to stick with your consequence. So it sounds like these are two areas where you, where you really feel strongly and clear. So that's perfect. You did the first step. Two areas that bother you. One is the sisters teasing about past relationships. The other is having to ask three times to get chores done. So the second step is to come up with a natural consequence for each behavior. So yeah, I like what you said. Natural consequences are great. If little sisters can't behave appropriately in front of the new boyfriend, then they can stay in the bedroom when he comes around socializing with the boyfriend can be the reward for following your rules and behaving appropriately. No kid likes doing chores. (laughs) So having to ask repeatedly is very normal. Most kids need incentive and motivation. Okay, so no cell phones or TV until chores are done. That works pretty well because they don't have that intrinsic motivation. They don't just like, oh, I feel like I you know, want my room to be clean today. They kind of associate that as, you know, mom wants us to, and which makes them not want to do it, especially when they become adolescents. So with your 
chores and the girls, you can say like, you get two free reminders, but if I have to remind you a third time, then you lose a privilege. The mantra to repeat to your children that I like to kind of remind myself as much as for them is I will remind you every time until you can remind yourself. It's like we wake them up for school every morning until they learn to wake up on their own. Or maybe it's, I will stop you every time until you can stop yourself. I will stop you from riding your bike without a helmet until you can stop yourself. Until you, I will stop you when you go to run into the street in front of cars until you can stop yourself. So the idea is that we're always, you know, kind of letting go of our role of this enforcer of rules. And so you just take a look at your kids And you might have one daughter who does her chores after being reminded once or twice. And then you might have another daughter that needs more than, you know, three times of reminding. So you can let go of the older one and just say to the younger one or the one who needs lots of reminding saying, I will continue to remind you until you can remind yourself. You can put stickies on your door. You can set an alarm on your phone. You can do all these other ways of reminding yourself if you don't like mom telling you what to do. Totally fine. Your choice. We want to work ourselves out of a job. So the life coaching answer or what gets in our way from following through on these consequences, because you can see these are pretty simple and straightforward, like setting the boundaries and you know following through on consequences not rocket science. (laughs) The problem is that a lot gets in our way when we decide to do it. I mean, I was just talking to a client today. She's like, I can't tell you. I had like about technology and boundary setting. She's like, I had the kids sign a contract. I, you know, revised the contract. I wrote on the board. I posted how many hours they're allowed to be on technology, whatever. She's like, I just can't hold it. So we want to find out what is getting in your way. We, a lot of us have obstacles that keep us from following through on these consequences. For my client today, it was that she, in, you know, enjoys the break, right? Part of her like, likes that they're on technology because they leave her alone, which is so true for all of us, right? And so we've got to learn how to take a break deliberately, In this case with Andrea, I want you guys to listen to the energy she's in when she wrote the question, okay? I want you to think about what emotion is she in? What energy is she in? Here's her words. I don't want to take that away. They're socializing or do I? What else do you take away? Do you take away a phone for a week, three days, two days? Do you give extra chores? Do they go take a time out in their room? What emotional energy do you hear Andrea in as she's writing that? I'm calling it spinning in confusion, trying to find the one perfect answer that will give her her power back. She's looking to feel powerful, but she's doing it from a confused energy. Nothing really works. It doesn't matter if I tell her exactly what to do. <laughs> I could t- hear it because it doesn't even matter. Like take the phone away two days if they do this. If she tries to do that with her own kids, they're going to pick up on her energy. 
this confused, kind of a conflictual energy, and they're not going to obey. Because what makes kids follow our rules and our consequences and respect our boundaries is our authoritative energy, our calm, assertive, clear, confident energy. So the words don't even matter. The two days, three days, you know, go to your room, time out, nothing, it doesn't matter. What matters is the energy that mom's in. When she gets down on their level, she looks them in the eye and she says, no cell phones for the rest of the day. That is unacceptable behavior. That's what the kids respond to. You know, it's like, so when she's in this confusion and overwhelm, I heard a lot of overwhelm in there too, then there's never going to be like the perfect answer because what works is this calm, confident energy. So my suggestion for Andrea is to let go of the like perfect consequence (laughs) and step into your power first. Feel confident convicted so that your kids can pick up on your leadership energy and they know that you mean business. That is way more important. And she knows what she needs. I mean, you listen to her next sentence after she's like, what do I do? What do I do? She's like, I need something that's going to make an impact, something that I can hold on to and have 100% conviction. Her only obstacle is that she's looking outside of herself to get it instead of finding it on the inside. Like she knows she needs something powerful and strong and 100% convicted. It's just got to come from within. We all do this. I was booking a flight and I was trying to make decisions about like what size bag I was going to bring and which seat I wanted to sit on and what kind of insurance I should get. And oh my gosh, I got so overwhelmed. I just wanted somebody else to to tell me what to do. Just like make the decisions for me. Like, I don't know. (laughs) Whenever I get caught up on like small decisions that I kind of know are insignificant, I know that I'm feeling afraid. And it makes sense. These days, getting on a plane anywhere is unnerving, right? Plans might fall through. You might get sick, you know, spending money, unnecessary travel. It's like you don't know if you're making a huge mistake. And so, of course, I'm nervous. And so then when you try to make decisions from a place of feeling afraid or nervous, it just doesn't work that well. We want someone else to tell us what to do. That way, if we make a mistake, it doesn't go well. It's not all on us, you know? There's somebody else to blame. I want to talk a little bit deeper about why do we indulge in confusion? Why look to outside experts for their guidance instead of just trusting yourself? So fear of making a mistake and blaming yourself, like the mean things you're going to say to yourself if things don't go well, That is one reason that was coming up for me when I was booking my flight. But another reason is that you have, may or may have, decision fatigue. If a mom is already overwhelmed with making, oh, let's say 100 decisions a day, the thought of stepping into your power and being the boss is exhausting. What you're craving is the opposite feeling. 
you want someone else to be in charge for a little while. It's so understandable, right? You want to be pampered. You don't want to boss people around and uphold consequences and enforce the rules and be in your calm, assertive energy. You want to be soft and you want to be taken care of. You don't want to be making sure everyone does what they're supposed to do. Like when you're tired and overwhelmed, it's too much of the same type of energy. So before you can access this calm, assertive, confident energy, you must first restore balance by finding ways to receive instead of just give. Finding this softer, relaxed energy where it's more of like allowing and just not doing anything, not trying, trying not to like, instead of making things happen and following through and enforcing rules, just to let everything fall, <laughs> let things go where they were. I want you to think about, so Andrew, if this has resonated with you, if any other moms is resonating, like you think that this is why you can't hold your kids accountable for their actions, or you're struggling to follow through with these great consequences you set, is you want to look at, am I in balance? Where is my energy? Am, Am I trying to push too much or like have too much of the same kind of energy? And so I want you to think about like what feels like luxury to you. Like, can you schedule a foot massage or a mani-pedi? Can you take a nap in the afternoon? Maybe take Saturday off and just go disappear for a while. (laughs) You know, just take six hours, bring a book and a blanket and just stare into space. Shift into that other energy, that softer, feminine, allowing energy so that you feel more in balance. You don't want to try to set boundaries from depleted energy. Fill your tank up first, then find your power and give them that authoritative mommy look so that you know, they know that you mean business. Today's Supermom Kryptonite. I cannot believe this has not come up yet. I looked back at my notes and I don't think it's been a kryptonite yet, but it's probably the biggest one that moms suffer from. And it's called guilt. This is a huge energy drain. It does not do us any good, especially when we feel bad for taking care of ourselves. If you're to go take six hours to yourself on a Saturday and you feel bad That does not serve your family. Feeling bad for having fun (laughs) when your kids are sitting at home and or your husband's sitting at home and they're all grumpy, that does not help them feel better. Feeling bad for enjoying your COVID year, feeling bad for enjoying the sunshine when other people are stuck in snow and without power, this guilt is a tremendous waste of spirit. The only benefit of guilt is if you have actually done something wrong. Guilt is the negative emotion designed to motivate you to apologize and make amends. If you haven't done any harm, there's nothing to apologize for. There's nothing to feel guilty for. It is a waste of energy and spirit. Your kids need a happy, relaxed mom. Everyone benefits when mom takes care of herself. Believe me. 
Sacrificing well-being does not help other people feel better. (laughs) If your family is grumpy and you say, oh, I don't need to go out with my girlfriend. I'll just stay home and hang out with you guys. It doesn't help them feel better. But so many moms think that it does. They feel bad. They feel guilty for having too much fun, for taking care of themselves, for spending money on themselves, for taking care of their mental, emotional health. It is your job and no one else's to make sure that you are in balance, mentally healthy, and living the life you're meant to live. Your kids need you to role model what following your dreams looks like. They're counting on you. They need to see you taking risks, being brave, prioritizing yourself, you know, feeling the nervousness that comes from saying like, I'm going to go spend the day taking care of me. And then you go and do that anyways, instead of saying, oh, I I feel bad. I'll just stay home with you guys. Like, think about that. You're modeling for your kids self-care. It's so important. And if you think of it in terms of this, you know, the yin and the yang, the male and the female energies, the pushing, the making things happen, the being the boss, you want to make sure you're allowing that softer feminine energy that's like where you don't have to be in charge and you don't have to make decisions and you get to be taken care of gotta balance it out or it's gonna find ways to sneak in when you're not watching. Today's Supermom Power Boost is a list of things to be happy about. So I just found on Valentine's Day, I was up in my attic and I found this little journal that I kept when I was 20, 20, 21, somewhere around there. And it was this list of things to be happy about. And it was so fun to read through this old list. It was like a walk down memory lane. You know, my list included things like holding hands in a movie theater, speaking sign language to strangers, getting back a great roll of photos, receiving postcards in the mail, free refills. It was like all these like random things. Some of them had to do with my life. So I could really remember where I was at that time of my life. And I thought this would be a good super bomb power boost. Like during this long and dreary year that we're all having, I think it would be a great family activity to boost spirits. So you can put a paper on the fridge or maybe a journal on the kitchen table, like a guest book, you know, when you walk into a house and ask your family to add to your list of things to be happy about. I had about 20 pages filled, uh, but I decided this week I'm going to start up again. And so this morning I wrote the feel of new socks on your feet. You know, what makes you happy? Um, Babies whose hair sticks straight up. So just little things that remind us that happiness surrounds us all the time so we can focus on the positives and make it through this unprecedented year together. Today's quote of the day. We need to do a better job of putting ourselves higher on our own to-do list. Michelle Obama. All right, mamas, I will love you and leave you. Take care. Have a great day. And if you have trouble setting boundaries with your kids or following through on consequences, go to lifecoachingforparents.com. Take care. Want a free life coaching session? Go to lifecoachingforparents.com and schedule yours today. And thank you so much for listening. I would love it if you would subscribe and share these podcasts with your friends. 
If you have a question you'd like me to answer on the air, go to lifecoachingforparents.com slash record my question and you can send me a voicemail recording or write me an email and I'll answer it on the air. Thanks again. Have a great day.